Hello, this is Frank Ferrugia Jr., and this is my fifth podcast on real estate law and procedure. And for this podcast, I'd like to focus on some pitfalls to watch out for, whether you're a buyer or a seller on a real estate closing. Now, this may seem obvious, but the first thing you want to look out for is the contract, right? And as I've said in my prior uh, podcasts, uh, depending on the transaction, either a seller or a buyer, uh, buyer's attorney would prepare a contract of sale. If you're just dealing with a simple residential deal, then the realtor may have some kind of form of contract that they may provide. Um, but, um, you know, you want to be especially careful if either a seller's attorney or a buyer's attorney prepares a contract of sale. So, you know, if you're a buyer and you made an offer to a seller and they've accepted the offer, you want to make sure the terms of the offer are accurately reflected in the contract. Again, this may seem obvious, but, you know, uh, sometimes miscommunications happen. Um, but you want to just you want, if you're either a buyer or if you're a seller, you want to take a look at the contract carefully to make sure all the terms that were originally agreed to are accurately reflected in the contract. So some terms that uh, you want to make sure are accurately reflected in the contract may be the property address, right? So you want to make sure the property address, if you're the buyer, you know, that's the property that you intend on buying, okay? And you want to make sure the block and lot are accurately reflected in the contract as well. I've seen a lot of contracts where you know, if a realtor maybe is preparing a contract or, you know, attorney is preparing a contract where the block and lot is actually not correct. So you want to make sure, and, and this is something that you can find in the public tax record. So if you look up the property address, um, you'll be able to uh, identify the correct block and lot of a property. So it, it, while it's simple, it's important that that is correctly noted in the contract. So second, is the purchase price. So what was the purchase price that was agreed to? Um, there's been a number of times where, you know, uh, if a seller's attorney is drafting a contract, they put in a purchase price or a realtor is drafting a contract, they, they may put in a purchase price that may not be correct. So you want to make sure um, in order to prevent any type of confusion that the purchase price is correct. And, and you know, even if you do have you know, usually there's an attorney review period, um, you know, where you can correct that. But, you know, f from the beginning, you want to make sure uh, that's correct, um, correctly noted uh, in the contract. <clears throat> so next uh, is a financing contingency. So if it's not all cash, you know, if there's a financing contingency in the contract, again, you know, you want to look at the terms of the financing contingency if you're the buyer to make sure you agree with that, you know, usually it's, I see around 30 days and maybe longer if you're dealing with maybe a complex commercial transaction. Um, but you want to make sure that you agree with the terms of financing contingency. And one, one of my prior podcasts, I did go into more detail on some of these provisions. So if you want to go back, you know, you could take a look at that earlier podcast where I go into detail on some of these contingencies that I may put that you may see in a contract and financing contingency, a financing contingency is one of them. 
And um, so I do go into more detail um, on uh, one of my earlier podcasts. Um, but again, you know, um, you know, look at the terms of the financing condition. Make sure you agree with it. Another one is the due diligence period. OK, so on residential deals, you may see a shorter due diligence period on more complex um you know, transactions uh, or commercial transactions, you're most likely going to see a longer due diligence period, maybe 60 days, maybe even 90 days I've seen. So uh, as a buyer, you want to make sure you have sufficient time to do to perform your due diligence on the property. So you want to take a look at that provision carefully um, to make sure you're in agreement with it. And if, if and, you know, um, if you're a seller, you also may want to look at that to make sure you're not giving the buyer too much time to do an investigation of the property. So it goes both ways. Both parties should be in agreement as to what it says in terms of due diligence. So another important aspect uh, to look out for on one of these deals are the closing costs. Okay? So you have the real estate transfer fee, you have broker commissions, you have title costs. Um, usually the contract uh, will indicate who's responsible for what. So usually it's the seller who's responsible for broker commissions and the realty transfer tax. The buyer is usually responsible for title costs. So you want to go uh, into the contract to make sure that, you know, you're not responsible for something, you know, uh, that you shouldn't be. So you want to go through that paragraph uh, carefully in the contract. And then finally, you know, again, there, there, there may be other provisions. Most likely there are, there may be other provisions in the contract that you, you want to take a look at, but I'm mostly highlighting the more important ones. And another one is uh, a final one that I, I wanted to discuss is assignability. So if you think that you might assign the contract, now I've seen investors, you know, I have clients who are investors. Um, you know, whether it's residential or commercial, they may want to assign the contract to an LLC before closing. So if that's your intention as a buyer, you want to make sure that there's some paragraph in there that talks about assignability. Okay. And, and those are the more important, um, I feel those are the more important terms uh, in a contract that you want, you want to definitely look out for, whether you're a buyer or you're a seller. Now, the other thing, um, another pitfall to, to keep on the lookout for is, um, you know, as you get closer to closing, uh, there's something called the affidavit of consideration, and that's something I just wanted to, to note. Um, you, know, um, you know, this really applies if you're representing the seller, um, you want to make sure if you're the seller's attorney, um, you want to take a look at that to see if your client qualifies for a reduction, a partial or full exemption of the realty transfer tax. Um, so I know, you know, I had a few residential deals actually recently where I was representing the seller and they were all over the age of 65. So and there's a few other conditions there you'll see in the affidavit. But, you know, you would save your client several thousand dollars if, you know, um, uh, if they qualify for a partial exemption. So you want to take there is a senior citizen exemption. 
and you qualify, it qualifies you, your, it could qualify your client for a partial exemption of the realty transfer tax. So that's, you know, something else to look for as you get closer to closing. Um, you know, if you're representing a seller, um, you may want to discuss with your client, um, you know, uh, to see if there's, if they qualify for any exemptions. And the last uh, thing I'd like to discuss here is the, uh, the settlement statement. So the settlement statement is the usually the final document that will be executed on the day of closing. And uh, you want, whether you're a buyer or you're a seller, you want to look at this carefully because I've seen numerous times where, you know, the settlement statement will have to be corrected before you close. So one example of this, uh, this is actually going back to, you know, the contract, which is what I discussed. So, you know, uh, if, if the property, if the purchase price of the property, right, is over a million dollars, you know, generally then the, in New Jersey at least, um, you know, the buyer um, will be responsible for an additional tax, which is the mansion tax. Now, I had put in there in the contract um, you know, on, on a larger multifamily deal that I was handling, it was over a million dollar transaction. It was like 1.2 million. I had put in there that the seller um, is responsible for not only the realty transfer tax, but the additional mansion tax, if applicable. And in this case, it was applicable. And uh, you know, the settlement statement. I guess whatever title company I was using, they had put that the buyer, my client, was responsible for the mansion tax when really it was the seller. So luckily, you know, I reviewed it carefully and I noted that, I saw that, and I said, hey, wait a minute, you know, the seller should be responsible for this cost and it actually turned out to be, you know, over $12,000. So I saved my client about $12,000 on this additional tax and it was the seller. And there was no dispute because it was clearly reflected in the contract I had put in there that the... Um, that the seller was responsible for this additional tax, the mansion tax. So you want to look at the settlement statement carefully to make sure um, it accurately reflects what was agreed to in the contract. So prorated rent. So if you're dealing with, you know, a, uh, a multifamily property maybe where there's tenants, um, you know, you want to make sure that the rents are prorated. There were any credits or concessions or seller concessions that were agreed to, um, you know, you want to make sure that's also reflected. And then again, uh, you know, the, the purchase price. So there's been times where the seller may agree uh, to reduction in the purchase price because maybe there were due diligence issues. So the seller will agree, you know, I've negotiated, you know, uh, on behalf of my client, there were due diligence issues. I was, I've, I've been able to get a reduction of the purchase price. And so there'll be, a, you know, most likely an addendum that reflects that. So you want to make sure that that is correctly noted. Usually when a title company is preparing a settlement statement, they may not have everything in front of them. Uh, they may not have the addendum. Um, you know, they may not know there's any seller concessions or credits that are given to the buyer at closing. So um, you want to make sure the title company is aware of that. If you get a settlement statement that reflects otherwise, that it gets corrected. So these are 
the items that I feel are the um, some of the pitfalls to just watch out for on a real estate transaction. And if you have any questions, um, you know, you can give me a call. And I've given my information before, but my phone number is 862-246-6496. And again, my email is fferugia-law at outlook.com. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. Bye now.